Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. This week, I want to chat with you about something that I genuinely believe. Improvement doesn't need to be boring. It's about being fun, engaging and working with people to make today better than yesterday. It's about increasing employee engagement. How much time do you spend in the workplace? How much time do the people that work with you spend in the workplace? Some people say far too much. But when people are at work, if they can enjoy themselves, if employee engagement is high, then they are going to be far more productive. So in a nutshell, change can be fun. How many times have you heard people say, I don't like change? Well, it's no wonder if that's what they're saying to themselves about change. If you're constantly saying to yourself, I don't like change, then you're reinforcing that belief that you don't like change. So you're not going to like change. We've spoke about self-talk in the past and I'm not going to harp on about it, but the voice in your head and the things that you say to yourself, your thoughts and your conditioning drive your behaviours. Okay, so so don't say to yourself, you don't like change. Give it a bloody go. Give it it a whirl. So um, when you were growing up, you were probably in very inquisitive. You were you were asking why all of the time, and you were trying new things every day, meeting new people, trying new foods, learning new words, reading new words, playing football and getting better on a daily basis, trying new sports. You were doing a lot of new things over a short period of time. First day at school, first day at nursery, first day in a particular class, learning a new subject. But then something happens to us as we grow older, which makes a lot of us not like change. Is it a lot of bad experiences? Is it a fear of moving from a feeling of comfort? What is it? And change itself has different levels of acceptance to different people. Change is a, is, is a personal thing and your feeling towards that change is a personal thing. Um, I added something to a workshop that I've been delivering and... Uh, and it's had, it's had really, really interesting, interesting results. But I think it sums up and gets the point across really quite well. So I ask everybody in a room. So there's probably, um, it's between 20 people and um, and 60 people. So I ask them to, to all stand up. And then I ask them to raise one hand. And everybody does this. Um, and then I ask them to shout as loud as they can after the count of three. Go, one, two, three. And then they go, ah, as loud as they can. Or some of them do. Because the results of that are interesting. When I ask everybody to stand up, everybody in the room stands up. That's not an uncomfortable um, thing to do. When I ask them to, to raise the right arm, you see a few people look around the room and you see some people raise the right arm first as if it's not a big thing to do and some people wait until somebody and, until other people have done it and then they've done it. But then after a period of time, everybody has raised, after a short period of time, everybody has raised the right arm. And then when I go... After three, I want you to scream ah, as loud as you can. One, two, three. Sometimes a couple of people go, ah, and then a few more people go after that, ah. 
So it's, it's like a, some people are waiting for other people to do it. Some people, you might have one person that shouts out really loud and then other people follow. But the level of not difficulty but uncomfortableness um, is differ different between standing up, raising a right arm and then shouting out as loud as you can in front of a, a room of people that you may not know. Some people go first. Some people wait until somebody has gone. Some people go half-heartedly. Some people mime and some people don't even bother opening their mouths. And that's what happens through change as well. No matter what the size of the change that you're, uh, you're asking people to do, some people will go first. Some people will go loud and, uh, and go hard. Some people will go half-hearted and some people won't even bother. Um, so that simple exercise that takes two or three minutes to do gets across the point that change is different to different people. And no matter what you ask them to do, the level of comfort differs for different people. So people's barriers to change are different. I remember that um, probably about 10, 15 years ago, working in an office environment, leading a change programme, where the change required um, people to move seats, stay in the same team, but just move seats and move the desk around. Somebody, a guy called Mike, had sat in this same seat, in this same location for all his career. And to ask him to move from one seat to another seat within the same team was a huge thing for him to come to terms with. That was my first experience, that, that change is different for different people. And that... In my head, just asking one person to move from one seat to another was a small thing to do. But to him, it was a massive ask. He was moved from his comfort zone and he resisted that move for as long as he possibly could. So we spoke about knowing your people and the, the key to, to leadership is, is, is how well you, you know your people. That is pivotal no more so than when you're dealing with change. You know what motivates your people, or you should know, or you should want to know what motivates your people, where their barriers to change are, what they will do and what they won't do. And that's what you need to try to help them, them overcome. So what I did say is that change can be fun, and I genuinely believe that change can become, an, and one thing I, I, I try to do is, is I try to make um, and, and help people see that, that change can be fun. So. We, we recognise that everyone will go through the change curve at their own pace. Remember what we said about self, the, um, the, the, the change curve, the simplified version, the, the four-step four model. The reason why it's called self is because it's an acronym for the, for the four words I'm going to go through in a, in a second, but it also recognises that change is individual. It's all about you. It's all about self. So self, the first thing is shock. If you're asking somebody to move a seat or you're asking somebody to shout out loud, they might be in shock. Then they'll feel a lot of emotion. So the E is emotion. Um, they might feel anger. They might feel frustration. They might feel depression. Uh, the next bit is the learning. And the learning part is it comes before forward moving. So, but to actually get to forward moving, you need to go through that phase of learning and understanding and, and getting that knowledge to, to help you, you move through it, to help you personally move through it. So when I say change can be fun, you need to understand the people. First and foremost, you need to understand your people. If you can understand your people, then you can understand their barriers to change. So what I don't mean about change being fun is it's about your ability to tell jokes, about your ability to try to make people laugh. Because not everybody laughs at all of the same jokes. 
I've used some of the fun, funniest jokes. I know, like, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. I've used that. In some rooms, people have laughed. In some rooms, people have groaned. And I, I don't understand why they groan. But anyway, so people have different senses of humour. So making change fun is not about trying to tell jokes and making people laugh. But if you can challenge the individual to think by engaging them, it will be a more fun experience for them. Socrates said, I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. And that's what you need to do. You need to challenge people's thinking. Make them think. But do it in a creative way. Some of the things that I like to, I like to do is get the senior leader to, to, to introduce the, the change or the initiative. But provide a teachable point of view, a lesson from them from outside of work. Where it might be as simple as if they are introducing visual management into the workplace, they might have a shadow board in the garage. So it's about breaking down the barriers and, and, and demonstrating that people outside of work and the senior leaders outside of work also do these things inside of work as well. So if you can get people to share, it doesn't have to be teachable points of view, uh, it doesn't have to be senior leaders that do it, it could be anybody that does it. But it's key to get people to share the relevant examples to people so that everybody can see that they're going through the same thing and it's no different outside of work and inside of work. Then another example could be if you're, if you're looking to 5S an area. I hear this all the time when, when, when people are introducing 5S about the cutlery drawer at home, the knives, the forks, the spoons in an, in an order. Why are, they, why, why are they in that order? Why are they in separate compartments? Because it's easier to find. Everything has a place and everything is in its place. So that is a sustainable um, process because people always put the, the, the knives back, the forks back, the spoons back. It doesn't require an audit at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the week to make sure the knives, the forks, the spoons are all in the right location because you just do it because it's habitual, because you've done it over time. It's that level of change that you want to try to get into the, uh, into the workplace, into the environment, and it, so that it just sustains and it becomes the way things happen. So if you can identify examples of some of the changes happening in the outside world, whether it be um, um, road markings, whether it be parking spaces, whether it be uh, signs that you've seen that are not adhered to, funny signs that you've seen elsewhere, anything that you can do to relate the change inside of work to something that people can relate to outside of work is a great way to engage people. Another way is to create a simulation to get across the point in a non-worky type kind of way. Uh, I remember delivering a, a problem-solving course where I didn't have a large budget to do so. So I, I bought uh, and I got four different types of balls. So I got like a, a table tennis ball, um, a, a little bouncy ball, a, a squishy type ball and a foam ball. And I bought a blindfold um, and I turned up to work with um, four different types of these balls, uh, like, so, like four different types of um, bouncy balls or four bouncy balls, four of the foam balls, um, you, get, you get the point, four table tennis balls, and a blindfold. And I separated the teams into two, either two or three teams, and I got a bin, I put a bin up on a, up on a table or on, or on the floor, I got one team to stand at one side of the table, the other team to stand at the other side of the table, and I blindfolded them, and I said, okay, I want to keep score, and I want everybody to have a go at throwing all of these different types of balls into the bin after... After everybody in each of the teams has had 10 goals, I then challenge them through to improve the scores and get more balls into the bin 
than they, than they, 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 they do. So they reduce the variation, they reduce the ball, they reduce the person. It was one person throwing one ball in one particular style, still blindfolded. So that was a simple, quick way that over over two days um, we were throwing balls in a, in a in a room, but we were teaching people about how to solve problem and reduce variation in the process. So if you can create a simulation, I've seen examples of uh, of people making um, things from Lego and creating a production line, making things with Lego. One one person attaches a couple of pieces, another person attaches another couple of pieces, and so on and so forth until they get to the end of the production line. They may make a rocket or a car. I've seen other, I've seen administration um, things where people write a, a name onto a piece of paper and somebody write, counts up the number of letters in the next stage blah, and then goes to quality checking and things like that through to the customer. So if you can create a simulation that people can, that, that people can take part in but you're clear at the start of the lessons that you want people to get, then that's another way that you can get people to think. You can get people to think and you can engage the people and it's a fun way to do it. So... It's about simulation. It's about engaging. It's about demonstrating non-work-related examples of where the um, where the where the the principle or the lesson that you're trying to get across is applicable. Okay. Another thing to introduce, if it's a really heavy um, subject that you're talking about, introduce brain breaks. There's if you just Google uh, brain breaks, a lot a lot of ideas come up, but it's simpler. Or if you're going through something really complex. And you want to, but you can see people are just not quite, quite there. You can get some dice, give everybody a dice, and a, and a, and a sheet of paper with all of these different brain breaks on. And when the level of the the engagement in the room just dips slightly, so as a facilitator, you should be reading the room at all times. Okay, you just break and have a brain break. Get them to roll the dice, and it might be things like do three star jumps, do press ups against the wall, or. Um, raise a right arm or left arm I'll march for 10 seconds on the spot whatever it is just to break it up to then get back into it straight after that just keep the energy in the room keep it fun um, and, the, and 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 breaking down those barriers that's what that's what you've got to do you've got to engage the people because ultimately what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep moving forward you have a desired state of where you want to get to you want this you, you're trying to get from one place to another whether you're a leader whether you're a change agent it's all about getting people from one place to another destination. Okay, so you need to move forward. I heard on the um, on a podcast this week that somebody said we're made up of sixty percent of water. We're made up of sixty percent of water. So if you think about water, and if we are made up of sixty percent water, then we're not made to sit still. We are made to keep moving. We're made to keep making waves, keep flowing, exactly like water does. Because if you think about it. Water creates more change and more damage when it moves, okay? Far more than when it's standing still. So keep moving forward. Keep having fun. Give things a whirl. Think about creating simulations, creating teachable points of view, lessons from outside of the workplace, engaging your people throughout. And also, if it's a heavy subject that you're trying to teach people, introduce brain break. Brain breaks. It's not easy for me to say. But that's what you've got to do. Think about everybody is made of water. 60, uh, 60% worth of water. Okay? So you need to keep moving water. Keep moving forward. Keep moving like water does. That's what you've got to do. And if so, if you can keep people engaged and having fun, then that's the quickest way to keep moving forward. All right. So that's what I wanted to chat to you about this week. Have yourself an amazing week. And remember, if you do get anything from this podcast, please do like it. Please do share it. 
please do contact me at lee at getknowledge.co.uk or lee at leehorton.com or as some of you have started to do now, also message me on, on LinkedIn. Keep the questions coming and we will chat again next week. Have fun. Speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.